Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. Then they take the, 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 uh, the skin of the dead berries and they use it to fertilize the ground. But number one, the oil from extra virgin olive oil is used. When Jesus came to the earth, the earth was in darkness. The times that we live in, he says, you, he said, I've called you the light of the world. He said, Pastor, I can't keep my light burning. It's not, you know, you let it burn. How do you do it? You keep coming to him and saying, thank you, that you're the high priest that trims my lamp and keeps my light burning for the world to see. You're the high priest that, that produces the good works in me for people to see. You know, and you say, this seems so, no, it works. You, how do you know it doesn't work if you haven't tried it? You've been doing it your, your way the whole time. It hasn't worked. You know what they say about you? you know what they say about me. He can teach the word, but he's a hypocrite. That's what they say about me. Because let me tell you how it works in the world. And hear me. You can spend 20 years doing all the right things and get one thing wrong. And they call themselves fruit inspectors and they will, they will judge you by the one thing and say that's who you are. So I'm going to tell you this right now. You better know. I'm telling you. I'm done with folk. No, I, got, no I, I love Jesus, but I'm done with folk. Not people, folk. There's a difference between people and folk. How many of you know some folk? I'm done with folk. I'm, I'm, okay. Now here's, here's how it works. Had to get out of there. So, so, you can't depend on yourself. You say, well, nah, I messed up. I'm going to apologize. That don't mean nothing. But when you, bring, when you go to God and you say the only oil that burns in this lamp is the finished work of Jesus Christ, God will take even your mess up, even me blown up on a bully, and he will show my humanity and then show his divinity behind it. And people look and say, you know what? Peter did lie to that girl and say he wasn't one of them. But when he sent up to preach on the day of Pentecost, they don't remember he lied about who he was. What they remember is something is different about this man. He's preaching in a language I can understand. God knows how to take the thing that's messed up in your life and use it for a witness. Where did she go? Where did the woman go? We don't know where she went. But I'll tell you this right now. When the church was born, she was in it. The first, the first pressing brought up extra virgin oil. And you know what it's for? It's, it made Jesus the light of the world. The second pressing was used for medicine. And the Bible says in Isaiah 53, with his stripes we are healed. The third pressing, they made soap. And our sins are washed away and we are made clean. Do you see? Now whenever you see Mount of Olives, you know why God put him in a, pr- in a wine, pr- in an olive press. He was in an olive press praying. That's what he went to pray. He went to pray. This God is so amazing. He had Jesus every morning to go up the hill to the Mount of Olives, to the Garden of Gethsemane, the place of the pressing, and bend his knee there and say, I submit to all of this. For some of you, God is showing you. Now, let me tell you. He said, Pastor, so we have to go through anything. I didn't say that. You're going to go through some stuff. But I want to read something to you, then I'm, I'm close. Does this help anybody? 
I want to read this to you. The word continue is an interesting word. It means to, it means to stay in place. It means to persist against. It means to remain. Listen to these definitions. It means keep doing what you're doing. Keep going where you're going. It means to stay with it. To carry on. To stay in the path. I like this one. It means to start again after you fail or after you've been interrupted. It means to outlast the forces that aim to weaken, undermine, and destroy you. The word of the Lord to you is continue. Why do you continue? Because the one who was offered up for you, he's finished all the work. Now, I'm going to tell you this is interesting. The Lord said to you, I need you to continue. But in your continuing, don't be surprised in what you have to go through. Because whatever happened to Jesus will happen to you. Want to be anointed? Everybody tell me they want to be anointed. A lady came up to me. She says, she says you are an anointed Bible teacher. And she said, she put out that thing. What books do you study? I started to laugh. <laughs> I said, well, I said, I use a lot of books. And she said, well, which one is your most important one? And I said, really, it's the Bible. She said, I know, I know, I study that, but what else? And I said, you really want to be anointed? And she said, yes. I said, go live your life. She looked at me. Because where anointing comes from is when you get in the way of the Lord, trying to use the wisdom of God, and the wisdom of God starts fighting against your own wisdom. And you find yourself doing dumb stuff, and God allows your path to squeeze and to crush. And all of a sudden, watch this now. Every time you try to do something right, evil's present with you. The, the, that whole uh, dynamic of, of pressing and put, it literally crushes you down. And I'm going to tell you what happened. You can measure your spiritual growth by how you respond when you're poked. And I'm going to say something to you. You know, people tell you continue, but some people continue in the right thing the wrong way. Can I share this with you? Let me share something with you that's going to bless you. The Lord said this to me yesterday. I was writing as fast as I could. He said, if you continue in the right thing with the wrong attitude, it will have a negative effect on you. I'm just staying in this marriage. Stay. Continue. But you better change your attitude because it will have a negative effect on you. See? And then you'll be, you'll be uh, uh, teaching Bible study one day and cussing when you go home. If you're going to continue, you've got to commit to it with the right attitude. If you erupt like a volcano when you press, squeeze, or aggravate it, it means you've continued in something with the wrong attitude, and that thing may have benefited others, but it damaged you. It may benefit others, but it damaged you. If you continue in the right thing with the wrong information, you will question the wisdom of your investment. And what it means is this. If you're going to continue... You've got to continue correctly. You can, it can't just be about you trying to show God you can live up to it, that you can please God. No. If you're going to continue, what has to happen is this. You have to, you have to start going through the things I show you today, and you have to understand that Jesus Christ never intended you f- for you to live this life without depending on him. The light that comes from your life comes from the oil that he provided you. You've got to emphasize his crushing. When you get sick, you get the oil. 
not because you're doing something superstitious. It's not a talisman or a lucky charm. It's an emblem. It's a symbol. The oil. When you, every, time you, every time you get it and you look at it, remember that that came from something that doesn't normally give oil. You go to an olive tree, you pick an olive, you, you squeeze it, and a white sap comes out. Not oil. It takes a special crushing to produce the oil that's going to cause your life to produce the light it needs to produce. I want to leave you with a scripture. It's in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 14 and verse 21. As you go through, as you go through your life, and I, I, want, to, I want to share some things from the scripture as we close. Let me get someone on the piano. The Bible says, after preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, verse 22, where they strengthened the believers. Believers, They encouraged them to, to what? To continue in the faith. The faith, what, what do you mean? Continue, not continue in faith, continue in the faith. The faith as opposed to the law. See, people hear, are we content for the faith? And they start defending the law. No, you defend the faith. What's the faith? The faith in everything Jesus did for us. It's called the faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. The faith is, yes, he's calling me to live a holy life. And yes, the end game is that I'm a righteous, I'm practically righteous. That means I'm doing righteous things. That's the end game. But what you have to understand is, the power doesn't come from me. He says, reminding them, now I want you to see this, that we must suffer many hardships to enter what? Notice I didn't say to enter where? The kingdom of God is not a place. The kingdom of God is a relationship with God where he's the king of your life. Where he calls the shot, where he leads the way. Where what he did, what he does becomes the main thing of your life. To enter the kingdom of God is when God becomes your provider. When he's, when he's the, uh, the uh, steward of your time, when he says, I want you to wait here and I want you to don't do anything else. And you don't mind because you get to be with him. The kingdom of God is when his word becomes your directive. Well, although you are free to do what you want to do, you have liberty. You only do the things that please him. And it's your goal in life. That's how, we, we, how do we enter the kingdom of God? By, by heart being put in situations where bullies can poke him. And one day he realizes that desire to fight is gone. What happened? Jesus cleansed it. Everything that is ours, Jesus did. Now, I did this in Atlanta last night. I want to leave you with this scripture. I said one more, but that was a one more. But this is the the departing scripture. And every time we leave, every time we leave, as much as I can, I'm going to remind you of this scripture. Because you can't argue with it. In Romans chapter 10, it's a powerful scripture. Verses 1 through 4. And we've seen it a million. I've taught you this so many times. But every time you see it, I wanted to remind you. Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. Look at verse 2. I know what enthusiasm they have for God. But it is what? You can be sincerely wrong. 
And the, the Bible says wisdom is justified of her children. Okay? The country of saying it is the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Same parable or proverb. And what, here's what it says. Look at what old preaching has produced. People who are afraid of God, people who have no power of God, a generation that boasts much and produces little. But when you start preaching Jesus to these people, when you start telling people that Jesus did all that he did for you, and if you were the only one, he would have still done it. And there's even the struggle you're in right now, the thing that you're ashamed of, Jesus saw that. And like the woman who stood when he came from the Mount of Olive, that stood in front of him, he saw her, he didn't condemn her, caught and naked. He didn't condemn her, but you know why? Because he knew that he would go and pay for all of that. And in one fell swoop, he would take care of the entire sin problem and tell his people, whenever you come to the Father, just remind the Father what I did for you. See, my, my wounds in heaven are the only man-made things in heaven. And every time the Father sees my wounds, it makes intercession for you. Every time I fall, the, But if you come in the earth and you, you say, Father, we acknowledge the finished work of Jesus Christ, then the Father calls you a believer. Here's what he says. I know what, they, what enthusiasm they have for God, but it's Mr. Director Zeal, verse 3. Here's what he says. For they don't understand God's way of doing what? Say that out loud. Say that out loud of what? Now he says, God's way is to make people right with themselves. He said, but refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of what? Of getting right with God. Now get, watch this now. Everybody look at me for a minute. I want you to see this. God's way is, I make you right with myself. Man's way is, you better get right with God. God's way is, tell the people I've made them right. Through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Man's way is you better get right with God or else. And we've been doing this for years. Do we need to be right? Yes. But how we get there makes a difference to God. I don't get right with God. He makes me right with himself. It's the, it's, it is the story of the olive. Of the grape. And of the grain of wheat that's going to become a loaf of bread. Just for me. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. We got something to say. Listen! Did you know that there is power in your words? Cement that with the brand new remixes to the single, It Is So, from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Pick up the remixes to It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Available now at all digital outlets. Let's go! Let's go! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God. Heart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Heart Ramsey. Some things you just have to, I mean, ultimately, some things you can't ignore them, but you've you got to just change the way you handle it. 
Okay? Now, I'm speaking by the Spirit of God for somebody. Your mother-in-law rubs you the absolute wrong way. Keep looking straight. Don't, don't, don't give it away. <laughs> and your whole thing is, she will respect me. And God is trying to tell you, wait. Why don't you? You're in the midst of an honor, th- honor test. It's an honor test. You have to honor her, not because she treats you right, but because of who she is. Ain't nobody going to talk to me like that. You see, you, you lost already. Because here's the thing. I'm going to tell you something about some tests. You have to be humble enough. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Most of us are going through what we're going through because we're not humble. Here's a trick to start noble. You've got to be humble. Here's a trick to winning after failure. You've got to be humble. You've you got to be willing to go and do your first works again. You have to be willing to acknowledge people. Let me tell you something. There are people who are going to have authority in the situation that shouldn't have authority. And you've got to be good with it. You know why? You have to say it came from God. Here's a story. Absalom comes and he takes over the kingdom. David is running for his life. While David is heading out of Jerusalem, there's a man, I don't remember what his name was exactly, but he, was, he started hurling insults from the hill at David. He literally took stones and started throwing them at David. And David's men were like, do you want us to go kill him? And David said, no. And here's what David said that blew me away. David said, how do you know that God didn't tell him to curse me? And throw stones at me. David said leave him alone. Because David said I don't know if it's God. And when the the insurrection was over. And Absalom was dead. And David was coming back. His men wanted to kill the guy again. And here's what David said. No nobody's going to die today. Isn't that interesting? See sometimes what what has to happen to us is. We have. If God is going to be the king of our lives, then we have got to understand that when we say my steps are being ordered, it's not just the good steps. It's just not the wins. He, God, God is ordering my steps even when I'm losing. There's times because in, in that deficit comes education, comes knowledge. And sometimes God knows, watch this now, that I have a head full of knowledge, but I don't believe him. So he puts me in positions where listen, he's trying to transform my knowledge into trust. He's trying to transform my knowledge into trust. I, I believe this. I believe with all my heart. That, um, that we've come to the place as, as, as believers in, in America where this, this luxury of coming to church in nice, comfortable, cushy buildings and, and, and being able to do it, it's over. Regardless of who wins the election, it's over. The people who are going to be in the kingdom of God, the people who are going to be in church are going to be people who want to be there. Okay? Putting natural things in spiritual perspective. You've you got to look at the natural things that's happening and say, okay, you know what? God's hand is behind this thing. What are you going through right now? Is there, is there a closed door? Have you asked God why? Instead of saying, God, just open the door. Have you asked God, what are you working on? Let me in. The Bible says he will tell you. Okay? So write these down. I'm not going to teach them tonight. I'm going to close right here. But I want you to write these seven things down. And then when we come to Bible study again by the grace of God, I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to teach you on seven ways, of wisdom ways that you must continue to walk in. You're already doing them. You have to continue. But there's one I want to point out tonight, if you allow me to. Okay? Number one is, from John 8, he says, continue in my word. Continue in the word. Number two, continue in my love. 
Continuing the love of God. We're going to talk about that. Number three, and we're going to come back, and I want to address this one first because some people need it tonight. Uh, continue to trust in God's kindness. That's interesting. I want to deal with that one just in a minute. And then number four, continue in the truth of the gospel. Continue in the truth of the gospel. Number five, continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Number six, and this is different from from, um, number two, but it has to do with love. Continue to love one another as if you were siblings. This is different from number two where it says continue in his love. When we teach, I'll show you the difference. But number six says continue to love one another as if you were siblings. And then number seven, continue meeting together. Continue meeting together. Now, um, whenever the Lord tells us to continue, it means that there will be obstacles to us going forward in these things. Something will get in the way that will block us from going forward in these things. Okay? The enemy is trying to stop you. But this is the one I want to send you home with tonight because you need us to go to bed with. In Romans chapter 11, verse 20, New Living Translation. Continue to trust in God's kindness even though your circumstances seem to indicate that God has forgotten you or that he's angry with you. I want to send you on with this. Romans chapter 11, verse 22, verse 20. The apostle writes, he said, yes, but remember those, remember those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ. And you are there because you do. Now, he's, I'm starting you in the middle of a conversation, so don't, don't, don't get confused. What he's teaching on is this. He's talking about Israel. And what he's telling, he's telling the church in Rome that the only reason that, that there a, 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 was a chance for us to be born again was because God kind of suspended his relationship with Israel and he engrafted us in. And he's using a tree analogy. Okay? So just to catch you up. He says he calls Israel's branches. He said they were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ. And you, that's us, we, uh, we're there because we believe. He says, so don't think highly of yourself, but fear what could happen. Look at verse 21. He says, for if God did not spare the original branches, which is the Jews, he won't spare you either. Look at verse 22. He says, notice how God is both what? Kind and what? Severe. He is severe towards them who did what? Disobeyed, but kind to you if you continue to do what? Wait a minute. It says he was, God was severe towards those who disobeyed. A better word is the ones that didn't believe him. But look at what it says. It says God will be kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. Can I ask a question? How many of you trust, in, trust God's kindness? How, listen to, this, this blew me away when I read it. Because you know, I asked myself, I had to check myself. I was going, I trust in a lot of things about God. I don't know if I trust in his kindness. You trust in his kindness. To trust in God's kindness. Say, say, Say with me, say, I trust in God's kindness. Does that sound weird? I trust... In his kindness. So when I'm going through something. When I'm going through something. And it doesn't look like it's working out right. The Bible says. That God will be kind to me. If I trust in his kindness. So 
So he hasn't, he said, but God seemed like he's against me, seemed like he's angry. Because you don't trust his kindness. Be honest. When you messed up because people treated you harshly, you expected God to treat you harshly. Look what David said to, them, to the people. Leave him alone. How do I know that God didn't tell him to stone me and curse me? That's what he expected. Look at that again. He is severe towards those who are disobedient or disobeyed and unbelieving. That's what it says originally. But kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, I'm going to add parenthetically, in his kindness, you will also be cut off. So you look back over your life. The Bible says by faith, Jacob worshipped, leaning on his staff. And I, told, I like to tell this story because it's so appropriate right here. The staff of a patriarch was his diary. It was his journal. And what he would do is, after the day, he would etch into the staff... The significant events of that day. And when things happen, and when the whole family was settling down after they traveled somewhere, he would sit down and just etch markings on this big stick he carried. He carried a staff. And by the time you get old, you have written all. And the Bible says, this is amazing. The Bible says, by faith, Jacob, when he was old, he worshipped, leaning on his staff. And when people see that, they don't realize what he's doing. He's reading the events of his life. All the way down. And on that, I stole my brother's birthright. I ran to my uncle's house. On the way, I happened upon Bethel, where I saw a vision from God. My uncle cheated me and gave me the wrong wife. It was all written on his staff. He was going down the list on his staff. He said, I had to work seven extra years for Rachel. He changed my wages ten times. But God blessed me with a plan. And he's gone down. He chased me down and said we'd stolen his household gods. He etched the whole thing in there. I wrestled with God and I won. But something is wrong with my thigh. I never walked the same. I sent my family across the brook, Jabbok, and Esau is coming. I may die tomorrow. At the end of that day, Esau forgave me. It's unbelievable. He etched the whole thing, and he's worshiping, leaning on his staff. You know what he came, the conclusion he came to? The Lord has been kind to me. If you were to go back and read your diary, your journal, follow your life, wouldn't you say that the Lord has been? Because you see, you don't know what I've been through, but you're here. You don't know what I've been through, but you survived. The Bible says, he will, be, he will continue to be kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. But when you stop 
trusting him to be kind and trust and expecting him to come through and do good things for you. He said, it will, now what, watch this. It didn't say he will cut you off. It says you will also be cut off. You, what we do is we cut ourselves off. And that feeling, that empty feeling is a cut off feeling. Because you stop trusting in his kindness. And so tonight, what, what I brought you to do was to remind you, I want to encourage you to continue Press through what you're going through to be faithful to God. To be faithful to your, the, the assignment that God has given you. If, if, you. if anybody else, forget what they do. Everybody say, we say I'm going to be faithful to the Lord. And he's calling my life. Because he's called me to faithfulness. I will continue to serve the Lord. Regardless and in spite of my situation. Even in this. God will be God. And I expect God to be kind to me as he has been before. Yes, I may hurt. And yes, it may be hard. But God knows me. He remembers my frame. He knows I'm dust. And he has blessings for me. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Pastor Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.